that is Adafruit, and we thank all the people that are helping out every day. Those are the helpers, and uh, thank you, Michelle, who took those photos on site. Live, late night was Ask an Engineer. That's right. We're a little late tonight, but that's for yeah. good reason. We just wrapped up an over-hour-long meeting, video yeah. meeting. Uh, well, I, let me just say it. Lady Ada yeah. is appointed, was appointed, is appointed, to the Mayor's Council for Small Businesses, and you just did a couple hours or an hour or so um, with a whole collection of folks. 30-plus people on the Small Business yeah. Council. And, uh, you know, these are virtual. Um, here's our Mayor of New York City. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, for the opportunity to serve. All of Adafruit will help restart our economy so together. You can see Lady Ada there. <laughs> and uh, this is just the start of many meetings. Um, they are going to be on Wednesdays, so show and tell, Ask an Engineer is going to be a little different each week, but um, I just wanted to say how hopeful I am that one of the greatest cities in the world has one of the greatest engineers to help out. Yeah. I think I think uh, we have a shot. Yeah. Um, you know. Doing a part, one little bit at a time. Yeah. You know, we, we were making PPE, we were making parts for these uh, homebrew ventilators, we're doing guides about, you know, I was actually looking today, our mask tutorials on Learn uh, had 5,000 views apiece. We're one of the yeah, most popular guides. Very exciting. And we're doing more. Yep. So um, let's uh, let's kick off the show. Okay. Uh, all right. On tonight's show, we got a lot of stuff going on. On tonight's show, we're going to talk about show and tell. JP ran the show and tell with the help Thank of you. all of our team members. We're going to talk about who is on the show and I tell. I knew you could do it. That's right. Talk about JP's shows and more, including make code on Tuesdays and JP's workshop tomorrow. We are going to have a video clip from Scott talking about CircuitPython low power. And at the end of the show, we're going to have a huge roundup of all the things Python on hardware from Adafruit Daily, our Python on microcontroller newsletter brought to you by Catney. Time travel look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. We have some main New York City factory footage, some news and updates and more that's going on in New York, some 3D printing. We have some Ion MPI with DigiKey and Adafruit, another uh, kind of breakout hit series oh, that we have. Good joke there. That's right. Uh, I'm here all week. And uh, we have some <laughs> new products, and some of them are not PPE, That's which is right. Great. We're getting <laughs> back to the electronics. Yay. It's happening. Um, we might have some top secret. We'll see. We'll answer your questions, and we do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. All that more on Ask Engineer. All right, so a um, couple bits of news and more. Um, we are still dealing with this pandemic, all of us as a world, as a society, as a city, as a state, as a community, and we want to um, celebrate a few things, um, but we also want to make sure everyone knows what's going on, so don't forget. Okay. Each Wednesday, it's going to be a little different because that's the day where Lady Ada is on the Mayor's Council. So we'll let you know when the shows are going to change, but we have an entire team that can do any of the shows with us. And uh, don't forget, Wednesday, 7 p.m., world's biggest show and tell, full hour, every single week from now on. We're just going to do it forever like this. Yay. Easy, easy to, to call it like that. Um, and then Wednesday's Ask an Engineer, unless we let you know something else uh, has come up. Yeah. Uh, like tonight, it's 9 p.m. Um, but Wednesday is, uh, every other Wednesday is kind of a big deal at Adafruit because, uh, especially right now, and, uh, this is a picture of us and I'm going to start doing this 
pre-COVID-19 photo. <laughs> yeah. Guy on Twitter, don't tell us to socially distance because we'd have to go back in time to like 2019. And that'd be weird. Like, we'd be like, what are you talking about? I am about? a time traveler. 2020, it's messed up. But anyways, that's us. So that's on our roof. Um, but Wednesday is a special day for us, especially now. And this is, uh, I just screenshotted what I had in our company Slack. Um, thank you, everyone. It's another Wednesday. We continue to pay our teams, everyone. Hug report to Mo, running payroll, Jenny for the support, Stella for managing our funds so well, uh, funds so well, so we can do this. And most of all, thank you, team, who worked smart to make this possible together. Our customers and community have helped us in the past, and they are now. And we continue to be a good cause and a good company, and we're on a solid path to get through this. So um, thank you, everyone who's placing your orders. Um, and I did want to mention one important thing. We are shipping orders. So um, yeah. you can ship orders. If you're sitting on the fence for a clue, um, literally, that's the name some, of the board. We put some clues in There's stock. There's some clues in stock. So the way... We notify people slowly. The way it works is um, we're working safe and smart. We're shipping essential orders. And then when we're finished with those, we're hitting any orders that, uh, that are sitting around waiting. Yep. Right now, we're caught up. Um, and one of the reasons we're getting caught up, and this is like a sign of relief, this was the first weekend that we didn't have to go hand deliver uh, non-contact um, face shields or some type of essential electronic component that's yeah. used for an FDA test that has to get done today, tomorrow, tonight. And so, you know, we're, we're going to be 80 days in and you can start to see numbers change, curves flatten. And it means that we're able to do things like ship packages. Um, also, Twitter guy, we live together. Stop saying for us to see socially distant. I know. Distant. We're, we're, Every time. We're so close all the time. Every time. We live together. And we're both negative. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, that's a good uh, thing. So, you know, today we had to put together a document for um, some of our customers that are like, what are your policies and procedures, all this stuff. And we love doing that because we have policies and procedures on how we do everything with our employees and more. But one thing we did, um, the team that's been there the most on site so far all have tested negative for the uh, COVID antibody. Now, um, the negative tests, uh, those are usually the most accurate. If it's positive, you know, maybe you should have to go in, and this is just for antibodies, by the way. Um, but uh, it's, the, it's the blood test, it's the big one, they take a lot of blood, and uh, that's free for all of our team members in New York. And we've had people that, uh, including Wade Aid and I, who've been there um, every day, I think we've not gone in two, like two or three days um, out of this run. Um, and we were worried that like, were we spreading were we exposing people? Um, you know, everyone thinks back. It's like, oh, yeah, I was. I had a weird week in January. Maybe that. Maybe I had COVID. Yeah. And, um, you know, we all went through this in our mind, but um, we're negative. And so is the team that's on site. And um, we'll see. It's just a data point. What, what everyone do, does with this data point eventually, we'll see. Um, but it does mean that we weren't exposed to the protocols that we had before when we did everything ahead of time, uh, reduced occupancy, um, doing a lot of things ahead of schedule uh, as far as what the rest of the, the country and even world was doing. Um, and then after that, what we were doing with our, our team that's uh, doing these essential orders. So um, anyways, we're shipping. Um, please purchase something. Um, New York strong. Um, if you don't want to purchase quite yet, that's okay. Get a gift certificate. You can also get an IO Plus account. Um, Adabox is full. Uh, thank you, everyone. For going to Adabox and signing up, we will be shipping there soon, and you'll get one, and it'll be great. And if you want to sign up to get a in-stock notification when you can sign up again, you can. So that's what's going on, um, and I want to, uh, once again, um, on behalf of everyone at Adafruit, thank you, um, Mayor of New York City, 
and the team there that chose Our Lady Ada to help out. Um, we will do everything, and we have done everything. We will continue to do everything to help out New York City. We are New York strong, New York smart, and uh, that is a photo taken before COVID-19. Just a reminder. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about the show and tell, Lady Ada. Sure. People around the world have been participating in the world's big show and tell every single week online. And uh, thank you, JP, for running it this week. Who's on the show and tell, and what did they share this week? Sure. Dan from Glowforge uh, is at home in Seattle homeschooling kids and is making uh, and sharing ear savers uh, out of acrylic or die stamping them. Um on Glowforges, so they're make their goal is to make two million, and so far they've made a half million uh, for everybody who needs them. Go to meet.glowforge.com/earsavers to sign up and get paired up. Um, uh, from DigiKey, Kevin uh, W is making lots of Adafruit shipments and also trying out the Kittronics buggy with Microbit and the Clue, and um, did some ultrasonic sensor hacking, line following. Um, and uh, trying out Kitronics products with CircuitPython was success. Dan H. from uh, Adafruit has been working on BLE for CircuitPython, including the services for sensors, um, all ported from Arduino to CircuitPython. Uh, there'll be a guide soon. Erin has been making a crystal grotto wall with her, her plastic crystals uh, to make an indoor cave. And... Um, She's designing the crystals in Fusion 360 and creating patterns in Slicer. Brent uh, showed off adding cellular modules to CircuitPython. Uh, Phona 808 and 800 series now working. You can uh, text SMS data using CircuitPython um, as well as doing uh, socket interfacing, so MQTT and requests um, and all that you can do over cellular transparently um, with CircuitPython. And uh, soon going to add um, audio, but basically people who've been like, I want to do cellular GSM stuff with CircuitPython, um, this is the easiest way to do it. And Python's really great for this kind of work because it's excellent at uh, parsing text. Uh, Melissa is working on uh, adding GreatFet1 support uh, to Blinka. She showed a demo of the GreatFet1 with an LCD over SPI. Um, Sam... Uh, made is a big Star Wars fan and is making dioramas using a trinket uh, with some NeoPixel LED explosions. It's like 3D printed and a lot of painting. Kmatch98 made a CyberDeck computer, is excited about CircuitPython, um, likes CyberDecks, but wanted a CyberDuck. So it's like it's a duck hinged housing made in Tinkercad that acts as a USB on the go keyboard with a display and an Itsy Bitsy M4. Um, Scott uh, said Teensy 4 and 4.1 support has been added to CircuitPython. Um, so check it out if you got a Teensy 4.1. We'll, we're going to get them in the store like tomorrow. So if you'd like to sign up and get one and then you'll run it in CircuitPython. Um, it's also adding stubs to all the Python files, which means that Visual Studio and other IDEs will be able to auto-complete um, uh, CircuitPython code. Thanks to Dylan, uh, who's just been epically working on that. Phil B uh, demoed ESP32 support with uh, Protomatter. That's our RGB matrix uh, library. Um, so the 
this library for Arduino, but also CircuitPython is what lets us do RGB matrix control in a cross-platform manner. It works with now SAMD21, uh, SAMD51, STM32, and ESP32, and then he's going to work on IMX next. Blitz City Liz is still working on the Xylopi. Now she's got four notes uh, triggering with Bluetooth MIDI. Uh, more to come. Colin has a mechanical tachometer that shows RPMs in cars. Uh, it's a resonant read tachometer. And Geekmock Project showed off a rotating PCB pendant wearable with spring contacts, and uh, it passes signal through the two layers. I guess I, have to, I didn't watch this, but check out the video. This sounds really cool. And then there's gonna be gears added. So she's doing something really sweet. And that's it, that was show and tell. Okay. Thanks for the notes. That's right, thank all. you, uh, no, Pedro. Our participants <laughs> on the show and tell will receive a SCN on the show and tell sticker very soon, so may as well. And uh, don't worry, if you were on the show and tell in the past, we will, of course, get you one because we've been doing this for about nine weeks now. Um, that's that's the number. Uh, I, re I measure things in state of the fruits because yeah. uh, every Friday we have a all-company meeting. We're not doing that together anymore. We're mm -hmm. doing that together in a different way. Um, and so that's how I measure time because that's the last time that we were all yeah. you know, together eating pizza in, in the same room. We were always yeah. far away from each other. Well, it's um, a big room. It's a big room. And you know, we're, we're, we're starting to reap the benefits of uh, how we built Adafruit. We can reconfigure the space. Everyone always had an abundance of space. Like each desk area that people have is like 10 to 12 feet. Yeah. And um, a lot of those folks are gonna be working from home for a while. And then uh, the people uh, like us that are in, uh, we do staggered shifts. So uh, there's only a small overlap, if any at all. Yeah. And so um, that's a lot of the things that we've been talking about in a variety of ways. So anyways, your sticker, it'll show up soon if you want one. Um, as part of our Adafruit live series of shows, JP's workshop is tomorrow at 4 p.m. And JP has a few things going on. Check um, it out. Here's a preview of the yoga timer. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. We also have a new show, Make Code Live with John Park. It is every Tuesday at 3 p.m. It is the most popular Make Code <clears throat> Live. Anyways, okay. so JP's show is yeah. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And let me just tell you something. No matter what, we're never going to stop. There can be glitches. There can be outages. There can be pandemics. Um, you know, I'll, as just right before we go into this uh, break, so, like, of course, like, all the streaming services are down for a second. We had to come back. Uh, thanks for hanging in there. Um, we were walking back. We had to go to a doctor thing. Don't worry, it's all fine. Just routine stuff. And uh, Lady Ada turned to me and she said, you know, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to get through this. And when you hear that from her, 
that's like the biggest deal because I've been like waiting to hear that. So um, let me give you some confidence, everyone. Things are going to be okay. No, really, you need to hear that. I needed to hear that. We all need to hear that. And the fact that this software works, um, or doesn't work, or but doesn't, can be or doesn't work. work, or can be made to work, is just is just there's a little bit of hope out there. Yeah. And you have to nurture it. Anyways, uh, JP does a make code minute every single week. I'm going to play it. See you on the other side. Bye. For today's make code minute. I decided to uh, sketch out an idea for making a tool or crafting recipe book that allows me to keep track of the recipes for creating items inside of Animal Crossing. I have a little Animal Crossing tool recipes, press A. Uh, I've got a couple little icons that I've made here. When I press A, I get the recipe for a flimsy axe, and you'll see the recipe for the flimsy axe requires these um, uh, elements. I need one of the wood logs and I need five of the stones. And now what I'm going to do is press B and it's going to go to the upgraded version. So if you're going to make a, uh, I think it's the stone axe, the stone axe requires a flimsy axe, one of those, and three pieces of wood. You'll notice as I switch back and forth, I'm just changing out a few sprites and I'm also keeping some sprites intact. And so what I wanted to show in the code here is a neat little trick for uh, dealing with clearing your sprites. So you'll see when I press the A button or the B button, I'm just calling a function that I've made called make flimsy axe or make stone axe. If we look at what the uh, make flimsy axe function does, first it calls another function called clear sprites. Then it goes and it builds a bunch of these sprites and I've just given them all the same designation which is player. And that's going to be important in a second because what you'll see when we use the clear sprites uh, function, this goes and eliminates everything inside of a, an array called the sprite list. So it just one by one blows away every sprite. So how is this array being created? Ah, well, what you'll see is that's actually the last thing that happens when we make either of these sets of sprites. We build a bunch of sprites and then I have this set sprite list to array of sprites of kind player. The reason that my little hammer and my little acorn cards stay put is when I created those, I gave them a different sprite kind. And so that is my little Animal Crossing recipe book idea. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okay. okay thanks, JP. JP show tomorrow. Don't forget, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we did Descaladiator this week. This week it was more with JLC PCB. What'd you do? I ordered some PCBs, but I um, showed how to penalize PCBs on your own because uh, I went through a quest of trying to get JLC PCB to uh, penalize the small circuit boards into a large panel, and they kind of were like, we won't do anything other than the most basic design. So I'm like, I am a control freak. I want to learn how to do it myself. So I learned it, and I did a whole video about how I did it. All right, so check that out. On YouTube, we do these random, and I really mean that. It is when we figure out we have a moment. It's usually late at night. It's usually, hey, something cool that we want to share. So uh, just set subscribe on YouTube if that's the place you like to or any of the other video services out there. And usually get a ding or a bell or an alert or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to do a, a small 
uh, Python on hardware uh, clip. This is from Scott. And this is all about low power and circuit Python. Then, mm -hmm. at the end of the show, Katney's going to do all the Python on hardware news. So take it away, Scott. Hi, I'm Scott, and I work on CircuitPython for Adafruit. This is a CircuitPython 5.4 sneak peek. In CircuitPython 5.4, we've begun to optimize power consumption. To show you, I've got a simple example that alternates between running an empty for loop and sleeping for two seconds. On the graph here, you can see that it alternates between about 17 milliamps and 16 milliamps, depending on which part of the loop it's doing. If I pull that out, that's running CircuitPython 5.3 and plug in a version running CircuitPython 5.4, but with the same demo code, we can compare the two. With CircuitPython 5.4, we've begun stopping the CPU when we're asleep, which means that we use about 6 milliamps, in this particular case, less power, which in practice means your batteries will last longer for your CircuitPython code. If you want to know more, check out circuitpython.org and look for CircuitPython 5.4 betas. Okay, time to look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, and more. Yeah. Uh, this week, I want to play just the first 30 seconds of a Makers Make PPE, and this was made by Sophie at Hackaday and Supply Frame, and uh, we made a small appearance in it, and along with an entire cast of makers that you probably know. So I'm just going to play the first 40 seconds or so. Hopefully, um, there's no music things that uh, YouTube flags me for. This is the intro. It's newsworthy. It's okay. I think I can do this. Um, so I'm going to do it. Okay. Uh, I'm Ben Sachs, and I am in Los Angeles. My name is Shami Oshun, and I am currently making RC3 head shields. My name is Becky Stern. I live in Brooklyn, New York. We are the Screen Marketings, and this is how we're helping the government fight the COVID-19. Hey, it's Adafruit here. We're making PPE and electronic components for medical devices here in New York City. Watch the full thing. It's over on Hackaday. You can check it out on youtube.com slash Hackaday as well. Um, I'm pleased as the founder of Hackaday. I don't have anything to do with it anymore other than being a fan and a reader. And I try to help uh, people get on their shows and get their projects featured and all that. Um, but that was something that I thought could serve a good purpose over 15 years ago. And uh, it did. it's still... You it's, did Hackaday at Adafruit. It's still going team. strong. It's still going strong. And um, thank you, everyone over there who continues to use the Hackaday for good and to help out people. So thank you. Um, we also had a little video that we did. This was the circuit Python on the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the... Well, I'll let the video explain That's it. That's 32. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, I'm testing out a recently merged pull request to add RGB matrix support to the Feather STM32F405. So we've added... RGB matrix support for the SAMD51 processor and the NR52840, and we want to add it to all of our CircuitPython boards. So STM32F405 is now supported. Check out this guide for how to make all these cool projects, including a nifty game of life project. We videoed this from before. Blinka, blinka.
Okay, so we're an open source hardware company, and uh, we can prove it. So here's how we can prove it. Uh, right now, if you go to uh, the Oshawa site and go That's to the right. certification section, yeah, Adafruit has 394 out of 858 certification. 394? 384? 394 okay. out of uh, 589. Great, so we have six more to get 400. Yeah, and um, that means we're 45, over 45% of all registered open source hardware. We'll probably get the 50% side soon. Yeah. We're so pleased with that because that means that we put everything out in the format that's recognized as open source hardware. It was open source hardware before that. We just got around to getting it certified now. And uh, that means our commitment to open source, uh, you don't have to listen to us, download the files, look at the licenses. It's for real. Next up, we have 2,198 guides. Lady Ada, what's on the big board this week? Great, from Chris Young, we've got a new guide on uh, mouse and keyboard control using both teeny USB and BLE. So you can switch between having your code be USB HID keyboard mouse or BLE HID keyboard mouse. And this is cool because uh, it makes it easier to do assistive technology projects, which is what Chris Young uh, does a lot of. And this guide is very detailed and very well written uh, and takes you through all the details you need to know um, to make your first keyboard and mouse project. Uh, Phil B. wrote a guide about the ProtoMatter RGB matrix library, including a short porting guide. Um, just like TeenyUSB was our uh, contribution to um, cross-platform USB interfaces for like pretty much any microcontroller and we support like dozens of microcontrollers now um this uh protomatter rg matrix library is our way to um make a cross-platform library for a very you know finicky piece of hardware these rg matrices have to be driven a certain way um and there's tips and tricks that we have on how to um use the minimal amount of memory while maintaining the highest quality output um so that's cool brent did a guide on cellular data uh, GSM data for the circuit Python with Fona. So if you have a Fona 800 or Fona 808 and you would like to use that with circuit Python, uh, why not? You can send SMS messages or get SMS messages. You can send and receive uh, internet data using the request library, MQTT, um, used with Adafruit.io. So um, check out that guide. Um, we're psyched to have you know great Wi-Fi through Airlift, uh, cellular through this Fona library, um, BLE support. So this year is definitely the year of wireless on CircuitPython. And of course, this stuff works with Python on the desktop as well. Uh, Kevin uh, did an epic guide on how to make a metal detector. If you ever wondered how are metal detectors made and how you can make your own, uh, he goes through the process and he uses a clue with CircuitPython as the sensor. And there's a, a bottle of um, whiskey that is used as the magnet, the inductive holder. So that's By the way, also great. the idea, the name clue, is you get a clue to unlock this world. You use science and sensors and math and code. Yeah. And so this is a really good one because it's like, how do I detect if something's metal? I want to make a metal detector. Get a clue. Yeah. And uh, as a reminder... Well, it's like there's no microcontroller boards that have a metal detector built in. So it's like, how do you add it to you know any microcontroller? Yeah, so go get a clue. Get a clue. No, 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 really. We're shipping clues. Go to Adafruit.com and get a clue. Okay. We have some. Yeah. Uh, Aaron has a Make It Glow, a beginner's guide to soldering NeoPixels. Uh, this is going to be really helpful for people who are you know feeling daunted with their first NeoPixel project. And the Ruiz Brothers made a BLE Buzzy Box. This is... Um, a box that um, has a haptic motor in it and um, 
detect when a BLE activity has occurred uh, nearby using ANCS. And I think we have a video for it. So for the, the 3D. Yeah, we'll be Great. doing that. So then we'll, we'll watch that, that then. Yeah. And that's this week's project. Okay. All right, next up, let's do some Made in New York City factory footage. Yeah. Um, this week, kind of big news. You know, we're, we're doing everything we can to help our city, to help our state. That's right. To help our country, to help the world. So what are we so, doing? Solar system seems to be okay. Our little pocket, we got to do a little bit of work right now. Um, so this week, we were on the Recovery Readiness Roundtable. Um, we did this with the Hudson Square Business Improvement District. So thank you, everyone over there yeah. who invited us. Um, I want to say... You know, we are at 150 Varick. That is our home. Um, it, it used to be uh, a place almost 100 years ago that made electronics. Um, Westinghouse made uh, all sorts of things there. And, and radios, now, and now crystals, inductors, yeah. metal detectors. And, um, you know, what a cool thing. Um, the, the people that were able to receive the PPE that we made and also the components, um, these were just some of the doctors. So um, I wanted to say thank you to them again. Um, some of them have become friends and helped us out and uh, helped us with some policy and procedures because they're on the front lines and they've told us, here's what's happening, here's, what, here's what's working out there, and uh, here's some stuff to consider. We are manufacturing. So this is some time lapse of the machine line. You'll notice, you know, people are wearing masks. They're socially distant. They're, they're little, they, they, they buzz by really fast because everyone's so far away. They're wearing gloves. Yeah. They wear gloves anyways, but now they, now they wear gloves all the yeah. time. Auto bagging. Auto bagging. And, uh, you know, like one of my favorite Elton John songs, uh, we're still standing. and uh, a We're lot still of, standing at the auto bagger. And a lot of it's because of all you up there, so mm -hmm. thank you. And we're working, working hard every Making day. Making stuff. And then here's a, you know, fun little, fun little time-lapse music video. So a little music. And it wouldn't be some Made in New York City factory footage without um, all the construction. So Disney is building across the street from Adafruit, and uh, they, not they've never—they've only sped up. I've, yeah. I'll say they're doing more construction than ever. So good on them, I think. Um, you know, keep keep going on that thing. Um, they're there. It looks like they're staying safe too. So that's good. And then of course. Um, it wouldn't be a segment without some skyscapes. That's right. We're back to the skyscapes. We're getting there, getting there, getting there, getting there. Every day the sun comes back up somewhere. Um, let's do some 3D printing. Yeah. All right, we've got a couple things. We're going to play these back-to-back -back this week, Lady Ada. Okay. We're going to do the BLE project, and then we're going to do that phone thing. All right, we'll All see right. you on the other side. Take it away. Hey, what's up folks? In this project, we're building a BLE notification alarm with Adafruit's FeatherSense and a haptic motor controller. This connects to your mobile device over BLE to trigger a haptic motor and a NeoPixel LED. It uses Apple's notification center service, so it lets you know when you've received a notification. This can be useful if you're away from your mobile device but still need an alarm to get your attention. It can also be used as a mindfulness timer for things like reminding you when it's time to stand up. The Adafruit Feather Sense has tons of onboard sensors and features the NRF52840. The DRV2605L haptic motor controller features lots of presets. 
This makes it easy to trigger various effects like ramping up levels, pulses, hums, and clicks. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. Be sure to check out the learn guide for full step-by-step -step tutorial along with the code, files, and build photos. The enclosure was inspired by the Frexen's IKEA portable speaker. It's 3D printed and designed to snap fit together. The cover can easily be removed and it features a press fit diffuser for the onboard NeoPixel. A panel mounted toggle switch lets you turn the device on and off. The NeoPixel will indicate the connection status so you'll know if it's paired to your mobile device. The code was written in Adafruit Circuit Python and uses the various BLE libraries. Shout out to Liz Clark from Blitz City DIY for putting together this demo code. Notifications are displayed in the REPL window so you can see where the messages are coming from along with the title and category. You can customize the code to create your own alarms so you can make it fit your project. We think this is a great example for CircuitPython projects that use BLE and Apple's Notification Center service. We designed the CAD assembly to be easy to put together using SnapFit pieces and minimal hardware. You can get 3D models of Adafruit's boards and components from the GitHub repo linked in the description. The parts are printed in PLA and like most of our designs do not require any support material. We hope this inspires you to create your own BLE devices or help others by making accessibility projects. Thank you so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. single Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 3D Hangouts with Noah and Pedro, and we also have a special show and tell that they do. Yes. Okay, so I wanted to mention something okay. before we get to the next segment. Um, here's something kind of cool. A uh, person came in. It was uh, Tommy Bomber, came into Discord, and said, hey, Adafruit has a Discord. That's super cool. It is so cool. And I went over to our mod channel behind the scenes where we yeah. have a little bot, and I looked up the number of members. How many members we have? We just hit 19,000. Wow. Like like last hour? Uh, it must have been probably within the last day. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things, the team has helped uh, Lady Ada and I as we've, you know, like focused and like intense we are on all things for yeah. Adafruit, yeah. like, okay, I know the second the second we hit 19,000, there's a blog post, there's all these things, we're tweeting, we're doing all this yeah. stuff, um, you know, working with the teams, getting everyone together, getting everything going, engineering, shipping stuff. Well, that intensity is now focused on uh, keeping Adafruit 
in business and helping our city and state and world recover from um, this pandemic and also uh, keeping everyone safe and smart. So uh, they're going to do the blog post about this. Yeah. I just happened to notice it. But thanks for coming in and joining because that had us look at this. 19,000 of us. That's that's great. Yay! That's really good. This is this is this is I think the most popular electronics Discord out there, and it's not um, a company thing; it's a people thing. And uh, it's anyways, community. anyways, it's code plus community. That's what you know. That's what we've called Circuit Python, and that's what uh, a lot of Adafruit is. That's what we got. Okay, so um, let it begin. Let's do this. It is now time for your favorite segment, INMPI with DigiKey. INMPI. This week's Ion MPI is from Texas Instruments. Texas Instruments. I like to mix it up a little bit. This week, it's the MPI is from TI, and what's interesting is that this is like this is like a meta MPI because I was researching this MPI, and then as I was doing so, I discovered other interesting MPIs. So this is going to be like a journey I'm going to take you through. A journey um, of MPIs. That's right. So this week, uh, the the MPI is the TICC. 2652RB, which is a wireless microcontroller, 2.4 gigahertz wireless microcontroller. Let's look at the block diagram. Uh, so every chip company is now doing this thing where it's not enough to have microcontrollers like MSP430, and then separately you have some uh, wireless chip that you or CAN chip that you connect up. Now everything is becoming very integrated. Um, they're taking the the chip, the microcontroller chip. And other dies for uh, sub-microcontrollers, for wireless controllers, they're bonding them together and they're putting them in a package to make it super integrated and super small. So TI has been known for a really long time for their CC series of wireless chips. Um, and so the CC2652, and they also have like a sister product, which I'll talk about in a little bit, the 1352. Um, so these are Cortex-M4s. Uh, you can see there in the in the main chip is I'm just gonna get my stats right. It's a Cortex M4, 48 megahertz, 352k of flash, 256k of ROM, and I think that's where they put like the the soft device. Um, that's the software wireless stack. It's in ROM, so you don't have to upload that every time. Uh, 8k of cache and 80k of RAM, SRAM. So it's a uh, you know pretty capable Cortex M4. Got lots of sweet peripherals. Um, and the RB series, the B at the end, stands for uh, BAW, which is the, it's really interesting technology. And it's basically a built-in high-precision temperature compensated resonator. Looks like this. So it's like a piezoelectric resonator that's in the die, and so you don't need an external crystal. And there's always been internal resonators, um, RC resonators inside of chips. You know, every Cortex I've seen has some basic 8 megahertz or 4 megahertz one that you can then PLL up. Um, but they're usually not that precise. And they're definitely not precise enough to do wireless communications where you have to maintain that frequency and that frequency, the RF frequency is generated from the um, resonator crystal. But the BAWs are precise enough that they can do it. So there's a, a short video. Yeah, for this, we're just going to play a few seconds. A few right? seconds, but check the video on YouTube because it's actually, it actually was kind of cool. I was like, what is this BAW? Yeah, so we'll just play a clip. Yeah. At Texas Instruments, we're making groundbreaking advances in bulk acoustic wave resonator technology. 
For decades, designers have relied on timing devices with external high-frequency quartz-based VCXOs and or integrated LC VCOs for meeting the timing requirements of high-speed applications. But quartz-based solutions can be bulky and expensive. Okay, so sweet. So there's the 2652RB and um, what's neat is, uh, you know, I actually have one. Why don't we go to the overhead real fast and I'll show that there is no... Nice, nice coin there. Little sneaky hey, top secret hey, there. Sneaky. Okay. Um, so here is the, the main chip. I might even zoom in a little bit and then. So this is the uh, 2652RB. You can see there's an antenna here. Uh, these, this is the RC, you know, uh, filter to take the differential output, make it uh, uh, single mode so you can have an antenna. But you'll see actually that there's usually a crystal here and they don't have it. So there's no like 16 or 18 megahertz crystal that's normally there at 16 or 8 or 4 megahertz. Uh, it's not here. This I think might be a 32 kilohertz um, crystal, but that's also optional for low power usage. So you can you basically you save on your bill of materials, you know, 20, 30 cents and you don't need that space, um, but you can still have an RF chipset. Okay, so let's go back to uh, this one. Okay, so while I was researching this, though, I found, like, this sister product, which was, like, really fascinating to me. This is the CC1352, um, which uh, you can see here. And what's interesting about this chip is it doesn't have the bulk acoustic uh, wave resonator thing, um, but it does have dual RF outputs. It has both uh, 2.4 gigahertz, so of course it can do, uh, and, and like the 2652, it can do BLE, it can do Thread, it can do Zigbee, it can do, you know, any, basically everything except Wi-Fi at the 2.4 gigahertz. But it also has um, a, as you can see at the top, uh, you know, it has 2.35 to 2.5 megahertz, but it also has um, from 287 megahertz up to 1.3 gigahertz, uh, like sub one gigahertz band. So you can do 433, you can do eight, 62, 915, all of your favorite sub gigahertz frequencies you can do as well. So you can do, I know some people like to do Zigbee at sub gigahertz to get wider range. Um, so that's cool. And there's also a CC1352P and 2652P, and that includes a uh, plus 20 dBm output power amplifier built into the die. So you get like massive range with these chips. And again, it's all integrated, which I think is really neat. It's, they're all like basically pin compatible. Not exactly, but you know, cause obviously if you have two RF outputs, you're gonna drop some GPIO. But for the most part, it's the same chip, the same setup, um, but you can have different frequencies, different power outputs. It's cool stuff. So it's all part of this family. Okay, another thing that I saw while I was doing these, it was really nifty is that there's the main CPU is Cortex-M4, there's the RF chip, which is basically a Cortex-M0, and you communicate with that you know, through the SimpleLink uh, firmware. There's also a sensor uh, microcontroller, which is a 16-bit MCU, so it's like some MSP430 something something. And this is an ultra low power sensor coordinator chip. And what you can do is, you know, one of the issues is that you wanna wake up the whole chip right, and then like enable some sensor, give power to the sensor, you have to wait until that sensor comes up, takes a measurement, and goes back to sleep. So what the sensor coordinator can do is it can 
control the analog digital peripherals and like get measurements for you. It can even do like analog reads, digital writes and reads, um, and then delays like with, with the timer so that you can have this like micro microcomputer start up, get your sensor set up, ready to read the data, and then sometime later you can bring up the whole chip as a you know processor wake up and read um, all the sensor data in uh, all at once and then shut down instantly. So you can reduce your power usage there. So um, there's a couple dev boards. Uh, so the one I got is uh, this one. Uh, it comes with a debugger. It's pretty inexpensive. It's got USB. By default, it does you know BLE, of course, but then you can also try out some examples. It does both uh, central and peripheral, in case you're wondering. Um, so it does have, has a bunch of uh, BLE examples um, that comes with the uh, CCS compiler, but then of course it also does uh, multiple protocols and it can do them at the same time. So you can have like a Zigbee to BLE bridge, for example, if you wanted based on this chipset. Um, I also really like the um, resource center for this chip because I was like, you know, I basically spent the weekend and I learned how to use this chip and it had a really neat tutorial system. Like as you were learning how to install the IDE and you were going through the examples, they had like little quizlets and stuff um, to teach you, you know, how does BLE work? How does Zigbee work? It was pretty easy. Um, I installed it on Windows and I was basically compiling within 20, 30 minutes. Okay. And there's a little short video that they had. We're going to play that, and then we're going to tell you all about it on DigiKey. Yes. We're going to get it, so take it away. At TI, we understand the IoT landscape changes quickly, and developers are constantly adapting. The new SimpleLink platform is here to help. Within a single software environment, developers now have access to a broad, scalable portfolio of microcontrollers that allow 100% application code portability. How do we do this? It starts with TI Drivers, a collection of completely portable, easy-to-use functional APIs for the SimpleLink MCU peripherals, all built on a consistent hardware abstraction layer. TI RTOS is then integrated into the Software Development Kit, or SDK. Industry-standard POSIX APIs enable application code portability between various RTOS kernels, along with connectivity options and wireless stacks. Let's say you want to design a new home thermostat. With this Common Core software, you can use an MSP432 MCU to manage the interface and start delivering differentiated products quickly. And it's easy to scale this design for new connected applications. To add local Wi-Fi network control, simply migrate your original code to the new CC3220 wireless MCU, which comes preloaded with the needed Wi-Fi stack. And you're done. But what about commercial buildings or other industrial spaces? Once again, you can easily port your application to the Bluetooth 5-ready CC2640 R2F wireless MCU or the CC1350 device with an integrated long-range sub-1 GHz transceiver for new functionality. With one investment, you have now created thermostats for the home, a building, and several industrial applications. It's just that simple. Let us help you build the next generation of connected devices using the new SimpleLink MCU platform. One environment, unlimited potential. Okay, and okay. where can you get this Lady Ada? You can get all these chips and the dev boards, everything else I uh, mentioned over at DigiKey. Go to digikey.com and search for CC2065, and you'll see the whole series, or also uh, the 20, sorry, the CC1352. So there's a whole family of different chips. Again, you know, some of them have this acoustic wave oscillator, and some of them don't. Some do sub gigahertz, some don't. 
Um, but they're all, uh, as far as I can tell, 2.4 gigahertz, BLE, uh, Thread, Zigbee, etc. cetera, uh, 802, 54. Um, so cool stuff from TI, and I'm, I'm playing around with this, and I might even uh, show this off on uh, upcoming Desk Data. All right. Okay, uh, before we get going over to new products, just a little bit of a reminder. This was us. This is us now. We're shipping. Um, so you can, you can place orders. Just know that when we get um, spikes or surge in essential orders, you know, we always handle those first. Um, but we do have the ability to ship. And right now, some people are already saying, oh, they ordered something, they got it um, right away. So I just want to manage expectations, as they say in the biz. But that helps us if you want to sit on the sidelines and just get a gift certificate now and use it later. That's cool. Um, you can also get an IO Plus account if you've been using Adafruit IO and you're like, I really like to support Adafruit. Um, you can also sign up to get an Adabox. Um, our subscriptions are full. We'll be shipping out there soon. Thank you, everybody, who uh, signed up for that. But you can be notified when there's more openings. That's right. And uh, we all thank you. Thank you, everybody. We're making it through this. Yeah, pre-COVID photo. Reminder. All right. Um, here we go, Lady Ada. Okay. Okay. Um, there's electronics, but first let's get to the PPE. That's right. We get this PPE for our team. And also for other people in the near New York community who might want it. Uh, some people have wanted face shields that can be uh, dunked in bleach, basically. Um, these are, this is not like, you know, a face shield that will protect you from like rocks. It's, it's a face shield to protect you from, um, you know, humans breathing or spitting or yeah. singing or I'll, whatever. I'll tell you a good use for this. Let's say if you work in an environment where maybe you're exposed to the public Retail um, customers. Yeah, you may want a face shield like this because you'll uh, position it up and down as needed. And then you'll also, of course, have a mask and gloves and all the smart by sanitizing things that you do. Uh, I personally wear ones like this when I am bleaching Adafruit at night. So one of the things that we decided to do is make sure we keep our shared restroom uh, game really, really sparkling clean. And by that, I mean nuke it with bleach. And uh, one of the things I try to avoid is getting bleach in my eyes or splashed up on my face. And so one of the things I like to do is wear something like this. And, you know, this is Adafruit tested, Adafruit approved, and they're only like 10 bucks. Yeah. And I thought about these, these are covered at the top too, which is some people have asked to make sure that there's full, yeah. full coverage. Okay. Um, and then there's more lightweight ones. This is a simple one. Uh, I will say I tried this on, and even though it was much lighter and more comfortable because it, it has like a nice wide band, not good for people with glasses, uh, but yeah. if you're not, if you don't wear glasses, this one is uh, much lighter and has a nice comfortable. Yeah, band. and I'll I'll say this for the this one. Let's say if you have a hoodie and you're commuting, um, and you want to continue to wear your mask and gloves and everything, but you're on like a subway, uh, this is a nice thing to wear underneath too, because it's it's basically a headband with a you know face shield on it. So anyways, yeah, nice and clear. I, I like this one too when I'm doing some some minor commuting. Okay. Yep. Except um, another style. These are interesting. So you asked for me to pick these up. They're yeah. face shields that like come with little glasses attachments. Um, you don't. You can actually attach them to your normal glasses too. But I actually kind of thought these were interesting. If you can't wear a headband for some reason, um, these mount onto the face. Maybe because you have like some headgear on or something. Yep. 
Um, so we picked up a couple of these as well, also modeled by Dano. Thank you. Yeah. I see like dentists uh, wear these. Yeah, and again, um, there's only so many things we know and there's only so many things we can do at this time. This is one of them. Okay. So um, we have them and we want to make sure people in New York, of course, get them. And then these will be opened up for anyone to order in the U.S. Uh, pretty soon. Okay. Next up, electronics. We actually got these a while ago, but finally uh, have had the time to put them in stock. This is the M5 Stack Atom, and we actually have some in stock, so you can pick some up now. It's not even coming soon. This is a um, little ESP32 core board. with It's got a USB-C for power and debugging, so it's got a USB-C converter. I think it has the ESP32 Pico, so it's got like built-in flash. It's very, very small. It's got uh, five by five RGB LEDs at the top. I don't know if they're dot star or NeoPixel, but they're little RGB LEDs. Um, there's a button on the side. There's a user button, and there's also um, a PH uh, JST PH port, probably for I think I squared C. Yeah. So if you want to connect it to Stemma or Stemma QT, we have an adapter cable. Plug it in. You got a little Wi-Fi board with a little display. On it. I will say it doesn't have a battery. Some people have been confused. There's no battery inside of it, like the other M5 stacks. Um, that's why it's so small and inexpensive. Uh, so you're supposed to keep it powered over either the stem connector if you want to power it that way or uh, from USB-C, which is the best way to power it. All right, and good news. Um, we have a giant amount of non-contact thermometers. Uh, we work with the company, get these here really fast. We will have enough just about for everybody. Um, and battle-tested here, um, with Look, Adafruit, young children, cute kids like to use these, but also when you're um, wearing your lace dress. <laughs> yeah, so uh, why don't you yeah, uh, no, grab no. that, and then why don't you do my temperature right now? Okay. So one of the neat things about this is um, the LEDs shine through. You'll be able to see this sort of, but yeah, also if you back it up, yeah. No, that oh, oh. let's uh, let's do this again. So uh, yeah, do your head, and then uh, go underneath, and so you can see it there. And so it shines through. So you're 98.4. That's good. Um, this is going to be something in all of our lives um, that we're all going to have to get used to. And we do this every day for every Adafruit team member coming into the building. Um, team members had their thermometers delivered to them for home. 98.6. Perfect. And yeah, 98.6. Um, one of the things I like about these is it's silent, so you don't get annoyed by beep all day. It has a haptic. So when when I take Lady Eda's temperature, um, it vibrates and it'll go... So one of the things that's good about that is you can, you know, you don't have to get too close. You can be far away. It's a, it's a non-contact thermometer. Hi. So 98.6 as well. Great. And uh, it's ergonomic. It looks like something Apple would make. And uh, Very Apple inspired. Yeah, we have those. Okay. Uh, that'll be They'll in. They'll be in like in a day or two. Yeah, sign up right now. They're going to go fast. We got a bunch, but um, this is just round one of all the types of things we know businesses and companies are going to need to be as smart and safe as they reopen. Okay, and the star of the show tonight, besides uh, all the heroes out there and also our team and all of you in the community and our Lady Ada, is? The Teensy 4.1. Yay! So this is the latest update from PJRC. Uh, Robin and Paul have released a new Teensy. Uh, the Teensy 4 was very popular. Uh, so people maybe wanted more pins. They wanted something the same size as like the Teensy 3.6. So the 4.1 does that it's a it's a nice big upgrade it's got that same uh imx rt 1062 600 megahertz processor with like it's like four megabytes of flash and like a megabyte of ram or something bonkers like that um this one has usb host control as well so that's cool so if you'd like to have both 
USB client for debug and uh, programming. And then USB host, you can use Paul's USB host stack to connect to like, you know, hubs or keyboards or mice or, um, you know, nearly any USB device you'd like. Um, there's also an SDIO SD card slot at the top, already soldered and on the bottom. There's two spots that you can add additional memory. You can add um, eight pin SOIC PS RAM, or you can add um, eight megabyte, uh, sorry, eight pin SOIC QSPY flash. So if you'd like to, there's some QSPY flash that's required to, you know, um, store the chip information, I think, and that's on the front. Um, but there's an additional one if you'd like to have like external storage that you use for, you know, your file system or something. Um, and of course, a ton more GPIO pins. So, you know, it extends out um, the, uh, the shape to the 3.6 size. So you have like, looks like almost 20 pins per side. And then um, there's even uh, more contacts on the bottom. So uh, we have a shipment coming in. I think it'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. So if you would like uh, to get some of these. Sign up to get notified. Sign and, up to get notified. And we're shipping. And we'll ship them out to you tomorrow or the next day. Okay. All right. Um, and we have Circuit Python for it already. Yeah. Um, Scott, Scott got ahead of it. That's right. Um, so this isn't really a top. We're going to do some top secret. Um, so adafruit.it slash discord um, is what... Uh, that's where we do questions yeah. with all nineteen thousand of us. So start posting your Post questions. Post your questions there. now. Um, this is a mini top secret. This is just gonna, this is just funny. Yeah. Okay, I don't even. This isn't really count as top secret, but I'm just gonna do it anyways. Mm -hmm. So I saw this online, and I had to buy it because I needed some super glue anyways. Yeah. So um, here it is. You've all wanted to use Unix all this time, but what about Super Unix? This is uh, Super Unix Super Glue, and uh, I'm gonna try this out. This is the original Super Glue, just so you know. And uh, it's a universal instant adhesive. And it's Unix trademark, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, but for, I mean... I guess it's a, it's a usage. Go can come after them, but I don't yeah. think they covered glue. Yeah, haha. -ha. So uh, anyways, if this is really good, maybe we'll stock it's it. good name. And we'll stock a Unix brand. There's a big future in Unix. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, that's, the, that's the weird top secret. It's, it's not really a secret. It's just whatever. Okay, uh, let's go answer some questions over on Discord, Lady Ada. Here we go. We got some questions lined up, lined up, okay. lined up. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's do it. Okay, first up uh, from the Discords, what features on the NRF52840 Express Board did you test off the production line? Do you test the pairing functionality? How long does it take to flashing on the bootloader and take to, uh, test take per board? I think the whole test and flash procedure takes maybe 15, 20 seconds. Um, so we try to optimize for time and speed. We don't test pairing because that would take too long. Instead, we have an advertising beacon, and we just make sure that we can read that beacon because if basically the radio works, the radio works. It's not going to, like, work for reading a beacon but not work for, you know, pairing or writing. That's pretty unlikely. Okay. Uh, you can look at this one a little bit. Uh, this is from Kayaking T. My daughter is interested in installing Stardust LEDs uh, in a room. I've talked her into creating her own with Arduino. Can you help me identify the parts that you would be needed for this? Uh, although I would like to use 60 LEDs instead of the 30. Um, well, I don't know if those LED strips are digital or analog. Um, a lot of low-cost LED strips are, are analog. They only 
um, set to one color. If you want to be them individual, uh, check out our NeoPixel dots. Yeah, I think that's what he's asking. He's saying yeah. if he wants to DIY it, just oh like, yeah, yeah. I think so do, I think our NeoPixel dots are the best idea because they're separated by like yeah. four inches, and so you can scatter them around yeah. the room. So I'll help out with this. So what NeoPixel strip should you get for his daughter, and then what microcontroller to control those? Um, so use the NeoPixel dots and like a Circuit Playground Express. Yeah, so that'd be my suggestion. Um, and if you even want to get the clip-on ones too, just to get started to, to yeah. experiment, you can check use, out Erin's guide. She but, just wrote up a big. By one. the way, you can use things like Circuit Python and and make code to yeah. do all this too. And if you want her to do it all on her own, that's kind of the way to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly what Lady Ada said. Okay, I have some LEDs uh, on some clothing whose connections keep breaking. Do you have any suggestions on making LED connections strong and flexible? Or is that an impossible holy grail? No, it's actually possible. I think that you can use silicone-covered wire. I found that that's... We have it in strips, even, like ribbons. And I found that that really helps a lot um, because people flex the wires a lot and they end up cracking in the center, um, especially PVC. So if you go outside, it gets cold and PVC hardens and it cracks. So um, silicone-covered wire and then use hot glue as a strain relief. Okay, from your interactions with the Mayor's Council, what is something the average citizen not an NYC can do to help influence their local government. So this is for people who aren't in New York City. They want to influence their local government. Yeah. And any experiences from uh, this. So the Mayor's Council for starting business is definitely um, different because they're looking for business leaders and they, were, they sought out business leaders to help. And so in your local government, one of the things to do is find out who's on all these councils and what companies they're on if it's a company yeah also there's a lot of people that have only been in politics for their entire lives and they run for office you can donate your time to them if it's a uh, aligned with what you want to do and that's your that's your fastest track uh, i'll give you a really good example so gail brewer is the president of the manhattan borough and every day i get a newsletter from gail and every yeah. day i put it in the adafruit company slack that keeps track of manhattan stuff and uh, COVID stuff from new york state and she is so uh, involved in so many different parts of New York City and Manhattan yeah. that if you wanted to get involved with parts or any parts of Manhattan, that newsletter is your blueprint. Yeah. Here's events that are coming up. Here's things that are important. Here's a food bank. Here's a way to influence a to call a, a politician to get that legislation. So I'd say find the politicians in your local community that have some type of daily newsletter because like we're watching this, we're all internet yeah. people. And use that as your blueprint to say, that's what I want to do, that's what I want to do, that's what I want to do. And dip your toes into different things. Because a lot of it will take time, but it's worth it. You just have to figure out where you can put your time. So I'd say start with that. Okay, next up. Um, question, I just ordered the Adafruit Feather M0 with the radio built in. What board should I use in Platform IO? Um, I don't use Platform IO, but they probably have Feather M0 as one of the board types if you install the Adafruit plugin and then just use that. Okay. Um, Next up, uh, oh yeah, thank you, Brava Delta, for making the suggestion. NeoPixel CPX and IR remote and a switching power supply. Yeah, yeah we have guys on the Okay, business question. How do you factor in the cost of electricity, labor, and the other miscellaneous costs per board? I remember you have about 80% margins per board. Does that include all the other non-bomb costs? We definitely don't have 80% margins per board. Uh, I don't know where that came from. But, yeah, I think uh, they was thinking two double margins on, on like, reselling Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't add up to 80 um, yeah, by yet. far. Um, basically, you take your bill of materials cost and triple it, and then start with that. Okay. Uh, do you have an idea when Adabox will be shipping? Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't want to tell people when we think it'll be shipping because global pandemic kind And of also every day they'll be like, is this shipping tomorrow? Yeah. Is it shipping tomorrow? So the good news is we believe we're going to be shipping soon. I want to say 
uh, like next 30 to 60 business days. Like I know that sounds like a lot, but like if I say anything else. Uh, I don't want to give an ETA at all because yeah. I feel like any ETA will just be held against yeah, us. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, all the things that we need to do to ship it are happening. Yeah. So don't worry about that. And we're not happening yeah. before. And so don't worry about that. It's definitely 100% for sure shipping. So thank you everyone for uh, keeping your subscriptions. Um, but I definitely don't want to turn it into one of my favorite Simpsons skits or segments, which was Bart every day saying, where's my spy camera? Where's my spy camera? Where's my spy camera? Because I don't want our team to get emails every day saying, you said it was going to ship by then. So we're just being very careful. Uh, good news is things are all moving. It is definitely shipping. So I hope that's a good answer. Um, okay, next up. Uh, I have a Pi badge that I received at a workshop when it's powered. It doesn't connect. I suspect the bootloader is missing. Isn't recognized by computer. How could I fix this? Post in the forums because yeah. we'll be able to. We help could do you some there. troubleshooting. One thing I'll say: ninety-nine percent of the time, it's usually like a cable. But yeah. Yeah. Gotta gotta say it. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, first said good answer. All right. Uh, next up, could show and tell or ask an engineer shift to a different weeknight temporarily to avoid schedule overlap? No. No. Because there's no schedule that'll ever work for anyone. So what you do is you just have to stick to something consistent. And luckily, it's always, 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 always Wednesday on a Wednesday, or or it's on YouTube and all the other streaming services mm -hmm. because we record and it's published instantly. So that's how we do that. Yes. Okay. Um, is it possible to run a real-time OS over Adafruit? Um, yeah, what? you can get we like for the NRI fifty two. We run free RTOS. You can any yeah. RTOS that runs on the microcontrollers we sell. You don't need to use Arduino. You don't need to use CircuitPython. Okay. Use whatever you want. Is there a possible way to capture packets with Wireshark in Adafruit? That's pretty vague. Uh, yeah. Yes, I mean we have a, a Bluetooth Wireshark capture tutorial, but. I don't know exactly what you're asking. Okay. Have you gotten much into circuit Python controlling large projects, uh, scooters, or power chairs? I don't see why, yeah, I, mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. Like, so the projects Works. that we're building with circuit Python are fairly large. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason why you couldn't we control a robot. Yeah, we haven't personally done that because like, we don't have a lot of space. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this is from Tinkering Tech. Uh, nice little note here. Um, thanks, Adafruit. You guys are an inspiration. All oh, been a big fan for about nine years. Well, thank you. Nine years. Um, okay. I let my LiPo battery discharge. Now it does not charge. Did I destroy it? You might have, but yeah. uh, you can also just let it charge for a really long time um, while, you know, not unattended, but after a few hours, sometimes the it'll slowly trickle charge back up. Okay. Um, can I help with the PPE in terms of things I can make using electronics? Um, what could you do right now in terms of electronics with PPE? I would say the one of the best things right now, and I said this a bunch of times, is everybody has a lot of talent and skills. Ask your local community, your local hackerspace, your local city what they need. They need smart people to do things with computers remotely. They need smart people to help on all sorts of things you wouldn't expect. If you're yeah. technical, um, and that's to do like you know live stream video to teach students. Like they they still want to have like guests in classrooms. Yeah. Now you can do it from home. Yeah, I'll tell you a thing that I didn't expect to be doing is um, I'll uh, book time with business owners who are basically terrified because they don't know what protocols they're going to need to put in. And so um, we certainly are not, you know, a standards body for this stuff. Um, the CDC is probably going to release guidelines, but what we've been able to do is share, here's everything that Adafruit has done. Mm -hmm. And so I tell that story and I say, here's all the things. And then I ask questions that, how are you set up in your building? What type of shared restrooms do you have? 
where is your areas of entry? Can you have sanitizer in, inside and out? Do you have clients and customers? Can you have a area where they're getting sanitized and putting gloves and masks on? Like there's all these things that now it's second nature. Like I, I scope a room and I'm just like, oh, here's how you could set it up to be as safe as possible. It used to be like, where's the exit? But yeah. now it's like, where's the sanitation stations? So, okay. Um, and I think that's going to be it for the questions tonight. Oh, well, there's one more. Yep. Brainstorming a 10 gigahertz uh, ham radio, band ham radio, is there any easy way to average several cheaper 10 megahertz reference crystals to account for the frequency drift, or would it be better to use expensive signal source? You, need, source? you need to use a single source because no PLL is going to take multiple inputs. So just get one really good one. Okay. All right, so that is our okay. show, but we're going to do a couple of things before we go. Don't forget. Um, we're going to do um, the Newsletter. Python on Hardware. Yes. And then we're going to be back to say goodbye. Okay. So, um, Katni, take it away for the 14 minutes and 45 seconds of all the Python on Hardware news. We'll see you on the other side in a few minutes. It's that time again. This is Katni with your weekly Python on Hardware news. Every week, we put together the Python from Microcontrollers newsletter. It is available through adafruitdaily.com. Head over to sign up and see all of the past and current newsletters, or tune in each week to hear what's going on. Adafruit is continuing to operate as an essential business under New York City executive order to provide assistance with the COVID-19 outbreak. Most employees are working remotely, while a few are working in the Adafruit factory to help manufacture and ship desperately needed PPE to the surrounding area and beyond. This week, Lamore was appointed to the Small Business Sector Advisory Council by the New York City Mayor. This council will serve as critical links to disseminate information about reopening and provide guidance to shape the city's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Adafruit thanks the mayor for the opportunity to help restart the New York economy. Adafruit continues to manufacture face shields for distribution through the Adafruit shop. We are also sourcing materials made in the USA that can be made into masks and are working on engineering simple ways to make it into masks for all who need them. CircuitPython 5.4.0 Beta 0 was released on Monday and has many new features and improvements including sleep support while time.sleep, RGB matrix support on the STM32F4, AESIO added for C-level AES, Display I.O. enabled on the STM32H7 boards, and much more. Seven new boards were added, including the Simil and the Teensy 4.1. Scott streamed some of the latest work intended for the 5.4.0 release, including a demonstration of lower power usage by shutting down the microcontroller during sleep. With the ESP32-S2 finally in our hands, we've been working towards getting CircuitPython running on it. Scott live-streamed getting the CircuitPython Rebel and wiring up digital I.O. to get an LED blinking. Brandon Ashworth has also gotten an LED to blink on the ESP32-S2 using CircuitPython. The Teensy 4.1 microcontroller board has been released. Sales have opened up for the new development board. It features improvements over the Teensy 4.0 board to include additional pins, a microSD slot, and a 10100 Ethernet 6-pin interface. Teensy 4.1 also includes a USB host port broken out to a 5-pin through-hole header on the inside of the PCB, as was done on the 3.5-3.6 versions. The board is compatible with CircuitPython 5.4.0, Beta 0, and higher. Check out pjrc.com for more technical specs and purchasing. 
Microsoft Developer presents a series of 44 free YouTube videos entitled Python for Beginners. Microsoft states, Probably the largest hurdle when learning any new programming language is simply knowing where to get started. That is why we, Chris and Susan, decided to create this series about Python for Beginners. Even though we don't cover everything there is to know about Python in the course, we want to make sure we give you a foundation on programming in Python, starting from common everyday code and scenarios. At the end of the course, you'll be able to go learn on your own, for example with docs, tutorials, or books. Check it out on YouTube. Microsoft has started a Discord server specifically aimed at Python. The server follows the Microsoft Open Source Code of Conduct. The Microsoft Python server can be joined by visiting aka.ms slash python discord. CircuitPython received a native library to drive RGB matrices last month using the SAMD51 and NRF52840 microcontrollers. This week, Lady Ada tested out support in the library for STM32F405. There is now a plugin for Atom with support for serial outputs, Python REPL, and plotting of data using CircuitPython. The plugin contains the code from the fsync on save package to ensure data is flushed to the device immediately after saving, therefore preventing loss or corruption of data when working with CircuitPython devices. The plugin should be compatible with Windows and Linux as the serial port library should be cross-platform. The maintainer is open to any form of feedback in the form of GitHub issues or pinging Joseph in the CircuitPython channel on the Adafruit Discord server. Check out the source code on GitHub at github.com slash jos-b. The make code for microbit beta now includes support for Python. The beta is available for testing. Visit makecode.microbit.org slash beta to give it a try. CycleMatch on Twitter posts CyberDuck, a self-contained computer that can edit and run Python files with a USB keyboard input and a display. And it's shaped like a disaster recovery duck. Key features include USB keyboard input, a display for showing output, a text editor for creating and editing Python code, and a REPL-like command line for entering Python commands. The project deliberately takes bits and pieces from others to work. Check out Twitter for details and links. Adafruit has always been an open source hardware company, predating the Open Source Hardware Association certification process. We have finally finished submitting all of our hardware to Oshawa for certification as open source. This week, 102 new boards were certified, including the Circuit Playground Express, Circuit Playground Bluefruit, and the Hollowing M4 Express. Build a serverless Martian weather display with CircuitPython and AWS Lambda. Visit idk.dev for details. Winterbloom is working on the new Hostess USB Featherwing host board, which will be CircuitPython compatible. It will have a SAMD21 microcontroller chip and a USB-A port. It'll work with USB MIDI and HID devices for now, but it'll be open source for simple addition of other features. Follow Thea Valkyrie on Twitter to follow the process. CircuitPython NeoSprite is a library for updating NeoPixel arrays from sprite files such as bitmaps. The Vector.io library builds on a Feather M4 Express and draws concrete shapes that are composed into a vector shape, which is put into a Display.io group for display. Kinger North posted a number of video tutorials on CircuitPython, including random numbers and timers, using servos, and analog in mapping in PWM. Cedar Grove Studios posts to Twitter a large mint tin LED clock. 
It features battery backup and a real-time clock module with automatic daylight saving adjustments. It uses a rotary encoder for setting time, date, brightness, and enabling or disabling the ticking sound, all in CircuitPython. Cedar Grove Studios also posts to Twitter a sneak peek of the enclosure base for a project, a restoration of an heirloom cuckoo clock incorporating original antique whistles and gong, activated by servos and a solenoid. It uses an Adafruit Cricut controlled by a Pi badge and CircuitPython with a custom Stemma host featherwing. The clock uses the Cedar Grove Studios Clock Builder Library, a collection of modules and libraries for building standalone RTC clocks. Check out Hackster for a donkey car simulator with RC controller. It uses the RoboHat MM1 and CircuitPython. Dave Brichetti built two versions of a smart thermostat, one with a Raspberry Pi and the other using CircuitPython on an Adafruit Circuit Playground Express. Brian Enigma posts to Twitter a quarantine day counter using Adafruit Pi Portal. SimpleTest is a Python library that helps write and run tests on CircuitPython. It aims to mimic, as much as possible, the PyTest API. Redraw on GitHub posts a project to blink an LED when a satellite is passing by using a Wemos D1 Mini and MicroPython. Create a CircuitPython build environment for Spresence on Windows 10 with Windows Subsystem for Linux. Check out an example of CircuitPython that allows a Nina B302 to communicate with an HTTP WorldTime server via a Wi-Fi coprocessor based on Nina W102 in 802.11 mode. Christopher posts an eye-opening comparison of using join versus plus to combine strings in Python. Check it out on towarddatascience.com. The number of CircuitPython-supported microcontrollers and single-board computers grows every week. This week, there were seven new boards added to CircuitPython, including the OpenMVH7 and the STM32F746 Discovery. Are you interested in adding a new board to CircuitPython? Check out the Adafruit Learn system for a series of guides about getting your board added to CircuitPython and CircuitPython.org. There are four new Python on hardware-related guides in the Adafruit Learn system this week, including Create high-fidelity light paintings with an Adafruit clue CircuitPython, and Dotstar LEDs in this guide from Phil B. And practice your music with a Clue metronome, including customizable tempo and time signature, as well as a 3D printed stand to go with it in this guide from John Park. The current number of CircuitPython libraries is 227. There are no new libraries this week, but there are many updated libraries. As always, visit circuitpython.org libraries to download the latest bundle. Included in this week's update from the CircuitPython team, Dan has been finishing up the Adafruit BLE Services Library. It provides BLE services that work with the Bluefruit Playground app. He has a CircuitPython program that communicates with the app in the same way that the original Arduino UF2s did. The app is not the only way to use the Adafruit Services Library. You'll be able to use the library as a BLE central as well to get sensor data or control NeoPixels or dot stars. The library required some changes to the packet buffer class core CircuitPython BLE support. He finally finished those changes earlier this week after some false starts. Jeff helped with the setup of WebLate to make it easier for the community to contribute translations of CircuitPython. Please help us out by adding or improving translations. He started a new project this week to create a version of Adafruit SD card which is written in C instead of Python. We hope that this new version will have higher performance and leave more memory free for your Python code and objects. 
Initial results for a single file on a single card show that reading a large file 4096 bytes at a time became about 40% faster. However, additional testing on multiple SD cards and CircuitPython boards is indicated. While working on the code, he was inserting and removing the SD card repeatedly. He thinks mechanical stress was probably the reason this card broke in two, but software bugs are not entirely ruled out. Melissa focused mostly on adding I2C protocol to the Adafruit CircuitPython BitBang.io library. This was fairly difficult because it seemed any existing examples implementing this were written just slightly differently or largely incomplete. One of the sources that she found most helpful was looking at how CircuitPython had implemented it, and using that as a base worked pretty well. She also checked the output while running hardware I2C with her logic analyzer and compared that to the output and she was able to get some good data when she tested with the BME280. We've had a call for CircuitPython translations out for some time. This week, we implemented the open source project WebLate, making it even easier to add or improve translations. Sign in with an existing account such as GitHub, Google, or Facebook, and start contributing through a simple web interface. PyCon 2020 online continues with many talks, tutorials, and more already posted. Visit us.pycon.org 2020 online to find links to all of the available content, or sign up for the mailing list to receive updates. Check out talks, tutorials, and Startup Row, along with a virtual expo hall. The USA Science and Engineering Festival is to offer their popular XSTEM conference in a virtual format. XSTEM All Access is an engaging, entertaining, educational, and interactive online STEM experience for kids. Presentations will be geared towards a middle school and high school level audience, grades 6 to 12, but kids and adults of all ages are welcome to join. The daily presentations will be weekdays, May 13th through 19th, 2020, from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. There is no cost to attend. Register on their website, usasciencefestival.org. Virtually Maker Fair, featuring makers and projects primarily responding to COVID-19, will be May 23, 2020. It provides an opportunity for makers to connect, share their projects, and talk about what they do and how they do it. It will take place completely online through video sessions over a 24-hour period and as curated collection of maker exhibits. The goal is to help makers present their work to a broader public, to gain understanding, support, and increasing participation. Visit MakerFair.com for more information. EuroPython 2020 this year will be an online conference from July 23rd to 26, including two conference days with keynotes, talks, lightning talks, and poster sessions, and two sprint days with multiple sprint teams. Attending the conference days will require a ticket, and participating in the sprints will be free. Check out ep2020.europython.eu for details. PyCon AU has announced they are holding PyCon Line AU in August. Check out 2020.pycon.org.au for more information. PyCon India 2020 will be held online from October 3rd through 5th, 2020. A call for proposals is now open through the 14th of August. Visit in.pycon.org 2020 for details regarding the CFP and the conference. Looking for more Python on hardware all week? Join the Adafruit community on Discord and check out the Help with CircuitPython and CircuitPython channels. We're over 18,000 strong and continuing to grow. You'll find a supportive, positive community filled with like-minded folks. Join at adafru.it slash discord. And that is your Python on hardware news for this week. 
Visit adafruitdaily.com to subscribe to the newsletter or tune in again next week. And that is the Python on hardware news for the week. Many, Thank you, Katney. Many requests in the chat yeah. for uh, Katney to do this as a daily hour-long podcast. Okay. Also, for Katney to record everyone's um, voicemail messages yeah. because of the soothing voice. Soothing. So um, thank you so much. And don't forget to sign up on adafruitdaily.com, and you get that newsletter delivered in that text format. And then, of course, and you, you can, can listen, to, listen it to it while you read it. Yeah. So relaxing. That's right. Okay, that's Super our Unix. That's our show for tonight. Thank you, everyone, so much. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Zay, who is in the Slack behind the scenes. Also, I've known Zay for like... 15 years. That's right. I think it's getting close to that. And uh, been through lots of stuff together uh, at Adafruit from Sandy to all sorts of things. And uh, I'm so glad that we're still doing stuff together. Thank you, Zay. Um, thank you all to our remote team members that are um, helping out and uh, keeping us going. All of our Adafruit employees that are being smart and not going out. They're sheltering home. And the ones that are coming in being smart and safe and following all these great protocols that have kept us safe um, where we can make things like face shields and electronics and essential orders and slowly but surely recover and get some of these orders out to all of you. So we do appreciate those orders and we need them. Um, this, is, this, is, this is the deal. Um, so please tell friends, family, relatives, government agencies, educators, Units. anyone, <laughs> uh, anyone who'll listen um, that you know we're open for biz. And uh, please place your orders. Um, and don't get to pick up a clue. You can get a clue now because we have them in stock. You've been clueless all this time? And we'll have more. You can fix that. Um, sign up for some of the coming soons that we talked about. And um, we will see everybody next week. The times will be a little bit different again because Our Lady Ada is on the Mayor's Council to help restart the New York yeah, economy. Yeah, they sent a note saying thanks for... Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, and uh, so that means you got invited back. Yay! So there you go. There you go. Um, but we didn't embarrass myself too much. But we um, thank the city for the opportunity to help out. We'll always help out. Um, that's the type of company we are. Yeah. And um, you know, a lot of times things come up in life, and it doesn't change you; it just reveals you. And uh, I have had front row seat to the giving nature um, of Lady Ada on a second by second basis for like the last. 15 years and I'm so happy that New York City gets some of that now even more because um, we need smart people to help figure out a path and there is there's always a way you just have to spend some time together and um, you know think about it think about it and uh, and do it and we're and we're doers you're on so long that the gif ended yeah that's, that's the signal that's, the, that's signal. the signal to go when that turns off uh, okay so we'll see everybody next week, um, probably 8 p.m. We'll see. Um, that is our show. And once again, all of us at Adafruit, thank you for Thanks, your support during this time. We have two things, your moment of Jordy and your moment of Zener. Bye, everybody. <laughs>